JJ Flip, what the zip? What the zip, dude? <laughs> it's like that's my favorite line of the episode. By that was the way. my tops of the episode, man. Ah, oh, dude, we're just throwing them out there. Uh, you know the guy who said that? He was my lovely. Give, give me some sugar, baby. Finn Finn was a lovely in this episode. Finn was my lovely, pretty much only because of nice. that that beautiful line that he gave us. JJ Flip, what the zip? And also, like, he's so selfless this episode. Yeah. Well, for for you guys that we jumped right in, we are talking about the episode Her Parents. Yeah, Her Parents, season two, episode 11. Uh, man, how you feeling, Ned? Like, this is not my favorite episode. Not gonna, I'm not going to lie. Is it always not your favorite episode or is it just this time? Yeah, it's it's like one of the ones if I were watching through and like trying to pick what I want to watch, I'd probably skip this skip one. Skip it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm not going to rip on it, but I don't think I'd be like, oh, yeah, like that's some quality. Like that's the best of Adventure Time. Do you have something from the episode that just really, really irks you? Yes, absolutely. It's the little song that they sing at the end where they're like, oh, oh, me, oh, my, he's oh. such a guy. Oh, my, my. And I was like, oh, that just it gets stuck in my head. Ned. And it and it frustrates Today's me. Today's happy to no day. End. Hip, hip, hooray. Today's happy day. I'm doing a podcast <laughs> with my friend. Doing a podcast with Ned. Oh, the hip hip hooray! I'm a super then... guy, super guy. All right, here's here's the problem. I with, like that song. I had a qualm with this because they're rhyming. They're using translators and they're rhyming in English, but they should be speaking Korean technically. Well, my issue is that their mouths move in English, but they don't know English. Exactly. There was actually several different parts of this episode that were inconsistent. Can we start with that? Can we start with that? Like just as our topic of conversation, like the inconsistency. Can I say something though? Yeah. I like this episode. Okay. I mean, you're silly. I think that's fine. That's silly. And well, we're next week we're doing, um, the pods and I, I like that one and you don't. I don't like that episode. We're going to we're going to record that full transparency after this episode. So yeah. um sometimes we knock out two at a time. Y'all know this. Y'all are with us. Uh, you know, welcome fellow travelers. Yeah. Thank you for coming. I, we're just hopping into the episode. We're, just we're so into the excited. Episode. Inconsistencies yeah. though. It okay. bugged me. Like one she uh was it? Um Ethel who is Lady Rainicorn's mom. At the beginning of the episode she's like Oh my gosh, you have a human butler. They're so expensive. Like you must be so rich. And then at the end of the episode, Bob says, "Yeah, I thought humans were extinct." So like which like that's that's an inconsistency right there. Oh yeah. Um there was another one I had that just like That one just, bothers me too. I I'm not gonna lie, the whole timeline of the the dog and the Rainicorn Wars and the human extinction and whatever happened in Ooh it all overlays itself in some way, but we find out at the end of the episode that the, the dog and Rainicorn Wars went on for thousands of years and Bob fought in some war, which how long, how old is Bob? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe Bob's, maybe Rainicorns live really long. Uh, do you they, know? I, they have, I have no clue. They do have a great episode later that takes us to the crystal dimension where the Rainicorns and dogs coexist and... We get to just know a little bit more about the backstory, like what they're talking about. 
But the other thing, like the crystal, we just we already have seen the crystal dimension with the return of tree trunks, and it totally did not look like that. And there was no rain. And so I'm I'm sure the crystal dimension is up big. And there's probably multiple planets or what I don't know. So maybe we were kind of in a trunks. cave in that tree trunks episode. Yeah, is what I'll say. We're very like, much in a weird location of that yeah. area. I have to assume. I don't yeah. know. Well, it. it it just it weirded me out that like we we were crystal dimension with tree trunks and our crystal dimension again, and then in the episode there actually was a um, a moment during the decoration song like when they were like painting on themselves up uh, that like in the background there's puppets of ladies' parents like in the background of their house somewhere and Jake had never met them before. Oh, that was another inconsistency, and so like. I don't know. It, it, it was like a couple of things like that where I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Did you see the pictures? I, I hope you didn't oh, just oh, say this. every time there was a heart, every time like lady was in a picture, they had a little heart around it. No, what got me was they're right next to the parents. Uh, when they're sitting on the couch, there is pictures of Lady Rainicorn and Jake and Finn and Jake. And it's Jake the dog. Yeah. And they say nothing about it, you know, and... I know they're supposed to be blind in the episode, but they look, he looks just like, he just has mayonnaise or ketchup and mustard on him. You know, he doesn't look much different. Yeah. I've got, I don't know. I've got plenty of questions. When, when he gets revealed as a dog, they don't even, they're just like, oh, a dog. Heck yeah. I guess all they dogs don't. have powers. What? They're they're not even confused by the fact that he can stretch. <laughs> These stretchy powers. And so that's my theoretically speaking. Theoretically speaking. All dogs have powers to some degree. Ethel and Bob didn't even blink when they found out that he was a dog. Um, and I think it's just Jake seems to be a very powerful dog with powers. I, I don't know. I've never seen the show before. I have to assume there's something there that that caused them to not be that surprised. And also, how can dogs fight rainicorns? How can they hold up? They're just dogs. First of all, because we've been called out on episodes where you, where you and Mike didn't know the future. All I'm going to spoil it. All dogs don't have powers. Spoiler drop. Jake okay. is special. Joshua and Margaret do not have powers. Jerome doesn't have powers. Well, you're really spoiling a lot here. So, well, I mean, that's, we see more like, uh, Joshua and Margaret adventures and they are using like weapons and they're sort of using sorcery, but all of that's like learned and they, they conquer demons and conquer, like get a demon soul and use that. So they're just really smart. Joshua and Margaret. Yeah. Wow, dude. I should have stepped out for all of this. I can't believe you just did that to me. That's, I mean, that's not much of a spoiler because they, they hey, really call them do. out in the comment section. If y'all could just call out Ned for <laughs> it's me. For spoiler just, dropping. Yeah. Go to his personal Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Yeah. Michael, if you want to drop like four spoiler drop, uh, <laughs> like zingers in there, like <laughs> it's so. all good. It's yeah, all good. I, I was going to lean on the side of, of more spoiler drops. But... More spoiler drops. <laughs> do it just like the, uh, um, give me some sugar baby sound bite where it's uh, spoiler drop, you know, <laughs> a little stutter there. I, I oh, hear man. You. I hear um, anyways, man. All right. So we talked about our, our qualms with the episode. Now, what made this one like great to you and stand out? Like well, why you really enjoyed it? We start off and we got a great little depiction of their everyday, which is fun. It's just Finn. It's Jake. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, Bimo. I was like, what is it? It's not Neptar. <laughs> it's not Neptar. We don't even know where Neptar is I'm, now. He's in the trash, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we figure it out later. Yeah, pranking prison. Um, um, yeah, so, and Bimo, and they're hanging out, and they're like, they're just treating like Bimo like a roommate. 
Yeah. Do you want Bimo's eggs, bud? Like, what's up, man? You know, and the whole episode, Bimo kind of like mimics what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they he does something with his hands where he sticks them up. And I can't remember exactly it's like, what it was. They, they're like kicking back and they're like, ah. Yeah, and then like, Bimo ah. just straight on goes, Ah. <laughs> it's so cute. And then you have my tops for the episode, which is the prism gram. Mm-hmm. The prism gram is cool. I actually it's have kind a of freaky. great note on what Jake wrote on the prism, prism gram. It was to Mr. Rainicorn and Mrs. Rainicorn, Rain Road 47. Please come here one hour early for lunch. I don't have a pet turtle from Jake. That's, that's, that's what it said turtle. in Korean when he was writing. <laughs> Why? I don't know. That's that's really great. But it it like shocks it goes straight up to his mind. Yeah. Why can't why can't the prism gram or the prism Stick read it. his thoughts? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a one way thing. Yeah, well I'm sure maybe we just saw that Rainicorns have just crazy powers that like there's flying, there's color palette changing, there's like all sorts of interesting stuff. So I guess because they can speak in or do stuff with rainbows and light. Remember it said it was trans- So you think it's through the rainicorns. It's not actually through that. The prism gram itself is not what does that. Nobody else in who could do that. Just the rainicorns maybe. Probably. But he has, he has a crystal, right? So what I'm assuming is that he shot that message to them and it went straight to their brains. Because they could, like, it turned his words into light waves. They can understand light waves. And then it was, when it was sent back, they actually could send messages in light waves. But remember, he's like, I'm, they're converting the light waves to brain waves. And so that's how rainicorns would be able to send light wave messages. So they, they probably have this, uh, like, kind of a... Wow. What would, you, what would you call it? Like telekinesis with light wave? Yeah. And like light wave communication. That was like, that's my theory. Again, speaking. dogs don't stand a chance <laughs> in a war against rainicorns. They can fly. I mean, there's so many, they can bend the, their light. How's a bullet going to affect light? I, we need a, we need an Adventure Time HBO special around the rainicorn dog wars. We really do. I'm calling out Penn Ward on this one and being like, make this now. <laughs> Please do. I am so curious about it, but I, I I love that Finn's just like, all right, time to get ready. You know, he's he's all about it. Like, let's go get ready. And then for whatever reason, Finn though, it's weird because I did make him my lovely, but he definitely sucks at the beginning where he's like putting all this doubt, this like negative yeah. energy into Jake's mind about, yeah. dude, what if what if this? What if they don't like you? Well, what about your dog, dude? You can't I, be a dog around I, them. I thought that was so funny because this is coming just right after we learned in to cut a woman's hair that Finn doesn't know how to talk to ladies or anything about being in a relationship or so like, why is he giving Jake relationship on how to handle like not, I mean, technically in-laws, but dating in-laws, you know, girlfriends, parents. It's, it's interesting. I don't really understand where, I mean, we, I was curious. I was surprised to find out that lady and Jake were still dating. I mean, yeah. that, that enough was like, oh, okay. I guess despite all of Jake's flaws or Jake's inconsistencies with like, is, why is he flirting with these people or why he's still dating Rainicorn. Yeah. And well, not he, only that, but at one point the mom is like our future son-in-law. And I'm like, we, when did they talk when about did marriage? They talk about marriage. Yeah. Jake has never talked about 
marriage. He's not mature enough. To Ethel just really threw that out there. Yeah. If, if I was dating someone and their mom said that, I think I would, it's not a red flag for that person, but it's certainly a yellow flag for that family. It it's put, like a, oh, It okay. puts you in an uncomfortable scenario. A really uncomfortable scenario. Yeah. And also just the way they talked about it, they're like, oh, he's rich, you know, when they find out <laughs> that they have a human. Again, part of your inconsistencies, it's pretty ridiculous. It, yeah. it really is. The whole episode is kind of all over the place with like little conveniences of, oh, well, they're kind of blind. They can't see that. It's maybe just they're just kind of stupid. I don't know. Like maybe there's maybe the inconsistencies is supposed to be maybe so uh, an indicator of it's really hard to read in laws sometimes, and it's really hard to know how to behave in front of in laws. And that like true. the fact that they're saying inconsistent things is like how how do you read this? How what do you do? You know, <laughs> I do, I don't know. I wonder too. Does Bob just suck, or do all Rainicorn men are they all kind of problematic yeah the really the only other rain of corn man we get into in the show is problematic but in a in kind of like he's the anti-bob almost but bob himself i mean one of the first things that really irked me about his character is when he essentially tells his wife like shush and like let me handle this conversation i'm trying to look for her in my notes yeah. What exactly he says, but that's he's what, just like, shh, like, you know, listen to yeah. Jake or whatever. I was like, oh, dude, I don't know. And then the whole time he's treating Finn terribly. Like he's like, oh, your goblins disrespecting my heritage. Like Finn was just like grooving. He was so happy to be celebrating the Rainicorn people. And and obviously there's no amount of like, oh, oh Rainicorns with Finn, you know, or yeah. in, I don't know. Well, you have to think like, this is obvious. Well, there is obviously some sort of uh, embedded fear slash uh, thin ice to walk around because there was a rainicorn dog war. Let's say different species, different races, and so regardless of if the parents like Jake or not, there is a history, kind of like real life, and getting you know deep here of like mixed race relationships and that some parents disapprove of that. And this is kind of an episode mirroring like what happens if, you know, I, I brought home somebody of a different race or like, that's not all, not only is meeting parents for the first time hard, but that is adding the, that second that layer, second layer yeah. of, of difficulty, you know? Yeah, it's true. I, and I don't know, you know, and you have the whole, turn around at the end of the episode where they are totally cool with Jake and they love that yeah. he's a dog because of the history in the war that Bob was saved by a dog, which that photo itself has uh, not errors or not inconsistencies, but the, the dog's in cuffs. I, I yeah, don't, <laughs> I was going to say that he's in man. handcuffs. So like what in the world? And there's aliens? What? What were the aliens? <laughs> Why were there aliens Maybe in the dogs, dogs and spaceships? Wars? Maybe the dogs had spaceships? That's the only way they yeah. can fight against Rainicorns. Uh, they probably advanced technologies or something. Maybe, but it, I think that dog was a prisoner of war, and I don't know how he saved uh, Again, Bob. Again, wonderful cool. HBO special that could be made. It would be so cool. <laughs> I don't like, know if people would be really interested in it. I don't know if there would be an audience for that, but I would be into it. 
Yeah. Well, once we get to the end of the show in like four years uh, and we watch the specials, you'll be like, <laughs> there are some of like, I think two of the specials are like these, it's these historical background episodes where you're like, I didn't know I, I, I wouldn't have chosen that to be a follow-up episode, but it's really cool to get either this is what's happening in the future or this is what's happening in the past. And mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. I love that kind of like canonical stuff. Yeah. I just found the quote that I was thinking of for Bob. It's, shh, thank you, Jake, for being interested in our daughter. Like, bro, that's not cool. <laughs> no. I I don't know. Even if you think he's rich. But again, is he actually rich? Why is there a human there? There's so many unanswered questions from them that they just go with. And then at the end of the episode, they... They eat humans. They they want to consume then, and they're so happy that this one human that they thought were extinct for a thousand years or whatever, that for some reason they still eat soy people. Wasn't that kind of long ago? They still eat soy people, even though you think they've been extinct for that long? Like marketing should have progressed by then or something. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I still think the soy people one wigged me out a little bit because there was a face when and in Finn's plate, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, we're we're in this Adventure Time universe, right? There's crazy creatures. There's a, are the soy people like sentient, and do they kill soy people in order to eat? Oh, them? so you think soy people are a species? Yes, I it took me watching it this final time. I've seen this episode a ton, and I was like, "Oh yeah, they just like created something that tasted like humans," and I was like, "Wait a minute." what if there is a sentient race of soy people out there? That's awesome. And, or creepy. And that's what they kill and eat, which is still pretty morbid. And like, Finn, Finn <laughs> ate it too. And I mean, Finn, Finn and it, Jake. It makes me feel at least a little bit better that Finn's not, you know, kind of tending <laughs> on cannibalistic vibes. Maybe there are a race of sentient soy people and they taste delicious, but they don't taste anything like real people. And the brainicorns have just forgotten that, you know? Even that, I don't know. Like, what meat is is available to Finn and Jake and what meat is okay to eat and, and Yeah, who? they obviously have, like, bacon and stuff like that. And But a lot of it, I mean, think, we will get down to episode. This isn't too spoiler droppy. There's, like, a breakfast kingdom, and everything in the breakfast kingdom is made out of, like, waffles and pancakes and orange juice. So there's... Yeah. Maybe like you can grow bacon on a tree from the breakfast kingdom. Maybe you can grow chicken nuggets on a tree in the chicken nugget kingdom. Like you never, you never Dang, know. I am all about that. I'll, yeah. That might be my favorite kingdom once we get to that. If we could have a chicken nugget kingdom, that would yes. be. Maybe we'll do a whole segment when we put a little bit more thought into it of like, if there was any kingdom out there that you would be the princess of, what would it be? You know, we can put some more if thought into that we could be the later. princess of? Yeah. Mm. Russell's might be chicken nugget kingdom. Chicken nugget, chicken nugget princess. Well, I just need to meet more vampires and then maybe we can decide what, yes, we what got, kingdom I need to be a part of. We got Stakes miniseries coming up in like season seven and that's going to give you all of the wonderful vampire background. I'll be honest though. As soon as I said that, I thought about Marceline's dad and I take it back. I don't want to be associated with him. I know he's I, a demon though. Remember? Oh, that's remember true. Remember that. You so got, I wonder, you, you got to remember this, yeah. Russell. This is all coming into canon I wonder for if, those later seasons. I wonder if all vampires are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What's up? What's happening? Where, 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 where are you? He's yeah. fantasizing over there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, we, so we, Oh me, oh my, a super guy. <laughs> oh me, oh my, a sexy. Sexy vampire. <laughs> I like that song. I also really kind of liked 
the music montage that they did. Yeah, I, I I love a good Adventure Time music montage. It was it was fun. I I think it was a terrible idea, and I think I love that actually. Right after the fact, Jake was like, "Why did five minutes ago that seemed like such a great idea?" But that's how it goes, you know. Yeah, when you do does. something that you shouldn't have done, or I don't know, you put yourself in a bad situation. You're always like, you know, five minutes ago, I see why I made that decision, but I sure hate that I did. <laughs> and so he's like, just burn it. Burn the house down. They're here. You know? Burn the house down. They're here. <laughs> he's all about it. But I, man, yeah, the, I don't, I don't understand. There's, there's a couple condiments that they used. There's a purple one and a green condiment. Could you tell me what you think that might be? I did see, I mean, I was just in the montage part, but I think they, I know they have jelly of some sort. And I think the purple is the jelly. Okay. For sure. Maybe the green would be like guacamole if we're just talking about like fridge condiments. Um, hmm. Maybe it's a different type of jelly, like I don't know, apple, an apple jelly, yeah. Granny Smith apple jelly. I don't know. I was kind of thinking that it might be like Heinz ketchup. Remember in the, was it late 90s or whenever it was? Early 2000s. I know when they you're did going the green at. and the purple ketchup, mm-hmm. which was weird, but awesome. I, I thought it was awesome. They actually had a mystery flavor for a while. You would get the bottle and you wouldn't know what color it was supposed to be. Hmm. I don't, I don't remember that. I, though I think whenever there's a mystery flavor, just like in those little suckers, dum-dums, it's yeah. always apple. They just yeah. always do apple. Apple ketchup doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, apple, apple ketchup or I don't know. It's it's probably a jam or a guacamole, I would assume. Yeah. Well, there's a really wonderful, cute creature in that little music montage that I kind of wanted to touch on just for a second. Okay. Sugar bears, dude. I think it's just gummy bears. No, they're different. They got to be different. They're adorable. I want to go to a sugar bear kingdom. We need a, we need more sugar bears in this show. I, Princess Bubblegum needs to make a sugar, a sentient sugar bear. Yeah, she does. I oh, I didn't even think of that. She could just make one. Yeah, if it's made out of sugar, like she's the candy princess. Like, you well, know? I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> you looked what up on Urban Dictionary? Sugar bear. Oh gosh, this is gonna be dirty. No, I. I don't really have a good definition. There's one that I'm just not even going to read because it's just not worth it. But essentially, a human who exhibits many characteristic traits and behaviors of a friendly bear is what I'll leave y'all with. There's a lot more, um, but let's just leave it there. And if if I feel like it, maybe later in the episode, I'll bring out another one. Okay. We'll see. There's a great floozy song called Booger Bear. And maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's a great Father John mystery song called or Father John Mystery, Father John Misty song mm-hmm. called Honey Bears. So. Honey Bears, Sugar well, what Bears, about it, Ned? Booger Bears. It reminds me of when I took you to the Father John Misty concert and you said yeah. you lied to me and you said that you had seen them before. Or you No, you liked his music. You had never heard his music before, Ned. <laughs> that was at the Ryman. I was, I was just excited to go see him. I won tickets. I won tickets for that at Lightning 100. Anyways, local radio Anyways, station we, shout we, out. We don't. Uh, tangent on this podcast. No, we don't. And speaking of tangents, maybe we do a little tangent into uh, the commercial. A little break. Yeah. Right, I could do that. Let's do that. All right. Bye. Tonight on Labradoodly News, I'm here today with Luke Labrador talking to you about the latest reports in crime in the Crystal Dimension. And I just can't believe my, my ears 
these these random corn people, it's been thousands of years of wars with them, and we finally figured things out, and here they go, and, and they're freaking eating, they're eating soy people. I, what did the soy people ever do to them? We don't eat soy people. We got dog food. We got food named for us called dog food that we eat, and they go, and they eat soy people. It's, 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 it's terrible, and, and I've got, and I'm here today, and I, I'm just trying to tell you all the truth. I am here today with a, a soy child and, and we're just, we're going to talk to him for a minute and, and see how he feels about it all. And, uh, li- little Timmy soy, uh, why don't you tell us about yourself a little bit? My, my name is Timmy soy and I befriended a rainicorn at school yeah? and, 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 and he, in, he invited my family over for dinner and they, ate them they they ate who my mom and dad how did how did how are you are you like the harry potter of your family how did you survive i i i'm fast you're fast i ran away wow that's do you have powers no okay i guess not all dogs have powers huh I'm not. I'm not a dog. I'm a soy person. Oh, you're a soy person. What an idiot! I'm an idiot. Well, you know what? That's just what happens when you do a, bi- a biased newscast. You're an idiot. All right. Well, back to the real news. Uh, not this one. Homies help homies. Homies help homies. We baby. haven't even talked about probably the the best part. The my favorite part of this episode is that homies help homies always that I know I said I had a favorite quote earlier, but I think, I think that truly has to be my favorite quote. Yeah, man. I know we actually posted a TikTok a while ago, kind of about Jake and Finn's friendship. And that's actually what tons of people commented. They commented homies help homies. I think we talked about it a lot too. Well, yeah, your favorite quote to talk, but then also I think in the first couple episodes, maybe the LSP episode, we talked about their relationship and just how incredible they were as best friends. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's, it's so real. I don't think I would in Finn's situation, put myself out there in this situation, like that far, like he really took a beating. He did a lot just to impress his friends, girlfriends, parents. Yeah, I mean, I think he, it was one of those things where he started and it progressively got worse and he was like, well, I'm just, I'm here, I'm doing it. Like, if this is what it takes, I didn't expect it to get this bad, but it like kept progressively getting worse. It just keeps giving those cute puppy dog eyes. I know. Well, you know what I appreciated in this episode though specifically was that Jake at least acknowledged that Finn was getting hurt. Like we've seen some episodes in the past where Jake is so like, like off on his own planet that he doesn't realize kind of what Finn might be going through. And at this point, at least there is like the sympathy where he's like, I know you're helping me and like, this sucks, but thank like he's giving him back later. Yeah. He's like giving him thank you eyes. And I think that's what gets Finn through it. He's giving him the bag. Like, please, please help me. Yeah. But, but, but it's obviously, also working like their plan is working so the fact that finn's taking the beating they're like well we kind of have to keep rolling with this because either i'm a liar and i don't want to tell them i'm lying yeah they were getting into deep the sunk cost at that point you just kind of they just kept rolling with it the only the the other part and and actually maybe my jake mistake of the episode is that how did he think he was going to pretend to be a rainicorn and then Lady was going to be 
coming back in and, and know obvi- nothing about it. Yeah. And obviously yeah. like not play, like she's not going to play along with the fact that he's a rain of corn. So like where was, where, that was where Jake's big mistake was, was not realizing that he's going to like to have to pretend to be and like, if lady's on board, he's going to have to pretend forever. But like, there's no, like lady is really chill. Like there's no way she's going to be on board with him lying to her parents. And she's not going to lie to her parents. I don't, oh. I don't think that's her personality. Do you, he came clean before Lady got there, correct? Yes, he did. Yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I'm so glad he did because he could tell, like what we were talking about, homies help homies, and he could tell he was putting Ben through a lot. And he was like, all right, I got to come clean. Y'all can't eat him. It was a great scene, though. Jake, like, straight up punched Bob, and then Ethel was like, they were just going at it. It was they, so good. Dude, they but, were great. Like when when they start fighting like that, like literally just competitive. Finn man. punches him and, and he's like, Don't punch my husband. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. They, they were hella competitive the whole episode, which yeah. we, we haven't really talked about yet. The Kuwumba Balumba Wumba. Yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. I mean, there's there's which that. was like there's turning, a other games. turning something a color, which was I was like, that's kind of I don't know. Pretty cool colors, though. Pretty cool colors. <laughs> great, great Finn thinking on his feet, being like, I can turn myself red if I hold my breath, you know? Yeah, well, Finn Finn really went out there for Jake on this episode, and I'm just, I'm glad Jake was wise enough to come clean, and honestly, it was probably smart to do so before Lady got there, but also he went behind Lady's back to hang out with her parents before and I that, felt weird about that. I'm, I don't think that's so weird about that. And maybe that'll lead us into our next topic of like first time meeting girlfriend's parents. That's a big deal. Like milestone in a relationship. Everybody talks about like there's movies made about it. There is like typical like stereotype. This is what happens when you meet her parents and the dad's going to hate you and the mom's going to be sweet, but also hate you. Like, yeah, dad's quinning his guns. There's yeah. There's stigmas around it. So I was going to ask you like, mm. what, have you met Ali's parents? I have. Yeah. I, I met them. Actually, it's a funny story. The first time I met her dad and her brother, we were out for a walk. Ali has a spot where she loves to walk her dog <clears throat> on an old battlefield. Mm-hmm. And so we're walking the dog and, and the dog reacts and, and we have to be careful about strangers and other dogs. And, you know, Banks is going through a lot of like learning and she's training him and honestly doing a really great job of it. But there was a moment when Banks got really excited, was wagging his tail, flipping out and Allie drops his leash. And I'm like, what are you? And then he runs over to these two people and I'm like, oh no. And I like... Kind of, I, I think to my memory, I jumped forward a little bit. And I was like, what is happening? Like, is that okay? Mm-hmm. And they just knew Bankston. And I was like, oh, it must just be someone who sees him all the time. And then Allie was just like, oh yeah, this is my dad and my brother. And I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. Nice to meet y'all. Yeah, I oh, was so not expecting that she today. She gave you the blind one. Like, you didn't know. I didn't, Well, she didn't know that they were going to be there either. But I, yeah. I didn't know that her dad was even in town. Yeah. It it blew my mind. I was like, okay, cool. What's up? Nice to meet you guys. Yeah, well, maybe maybe that's a little bit of a better scenario just in terms of like kind of its organicness. There's yeah. no like aw- like awkward preparation on, on either side, on the parents meeting you and vice versa. So maybe you lucked out kind of in the whole like, oh, like, you know, I met you just normally. I didn't have to like go do like formal introductions, you know? It, it was nice. Yeah. And actually over 
Christmas, I met her mom as well. And she met my mom. So it was kind of like an exchange of, of moms. We traded moms. We traded moms. <laughs> That's not what <laughs> Wife we did. Wife swap. <laughs> Wife swap. Wife swap. Not at all what we did. But yeah, it was, and that was a little bit more like, okay, we're going to go over there for dinner. So like you can meet her right beforehand or whatever, and then we'll go eat food. Nice. Uh, and that was good. But yeah. wh- what about you? I, I would say the first time I met Jackie's parents, I know we went out to a fancy dinner and it was really great and and enjoyed them and they I think they enjoyed me because I'm still married to her. The, I would say maybe th- for it was that was so we went out to dinner. I'd say more of my better story is this, the first time I had dinner at their house. Okay, it was <laughs> overwhelming because her dad was like, "We're grilling up steaks. We're doing it big." He bought like one of every type of cut of steak. Whoa. And we, it was like, okay, so now you get like a half of filet mignon and then a half a ribeye and then half a strip. And I was like, well, okay, like I'm, you guys must like me. That's that good. is so impressive. And then between me and her dad and her mom, and then Jackie had one glass of wine, but between the three and one glass of wine, Jackie, we finished four bottles of wine. Dang. And both me and her dad were pretty tipsy. Little toasted. Little toasted. So that was a very interesting kind wow. of first time eating at her house, like dinner at her house kind of I deal. Was, I was wondering though, like, I know we're talking about our more, you know, what's happening in our lives right now, but did you ever have a crazy meet the parents situation with someone you dated in the past? I, I really didn't have much of anything to while. I mean, as y'all know, I didn't date a ton of people growing up no. anyways. Uh, it was more than often, it wasn't anything that was super awkward or a crazier story than, you know, 10 pounds of steak and four bottles of wine. Pretty, That's pretty good, though. That, that was a good story. Every time else, though, I, I get the Jake aspect of I do feel like I'm walking on thin ice the whole time where I'm – and even to this day with in-law relationships, you you're kind of – you go to visit them – and you're kind of in their house or they, or even in their your house, you're like, I kind of have to make sure I don't say anything or try not to say anything that's will like ripple the waters mm. a little bit, you know? And I so wonder, you, it takes a long time, right? To like build that you're part of the family thing. Yeah. Well, and, and I got that, you know, pretty close to before the time we got engaged and I'd stayed at their house a thousand times. But I mean, even to this day, it's just a little bit weird, like... If I disagree with something that they're doing, and you know, similar, I I felt the the pain in Jake when he was watching them try to eat Finn, and it's like something where you're like, I don't agree with that, but I can't really say anything because I don't want this to become a y'all have y'all hate me now, you know. And so you, mm-hmm. it's I I get Jake's inability and his wariness of upsetting them. This is interesting, and I don't know if this relates entirely, but I had someone recently tell me kind of about somebody else. I don't think I could date someone if all my friends didn't like them. Mm-hmm. And I wonder too, it's that same thing of like, like it's gotta be tough if your parents don't like your significant other yeah. or your your significant other's parents don't like you. It, it's gotta be tough on the person whose parents those are just because you feel like these people that you either love or that you grew up with or that you're around all the time, you you can't control who your family are and they don't like this person that you've chosen to be in your life, you know, for hopefully yeah. a long time. That's 
it's tough. That's a weird line yeah. for well, anyone to cross or to walk. Well, and I love that this part of Adventure Time, they're bringing that into play. Like we, you know, we've had crazy, magical, mystical adventures. We're going to get into crazy, magical, mystical adventures in the pods episode next week. But this is more of like, okay, we're taking a weird mystical land and we're throwing in real world problems. Like meeting girlfriend's parents is a real world problem. This does not exist just in the universe of ooh, you know? And I think that that's why this show, that's why we do the podcast on this show. It's not just about like, let's, you know, drop acid and make a fake world, you know? (laughs) I don't know, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do love the competitive nature, though. I feel like if you got in-laws that are competitive or that can play a good board game, I'm down for that. I'm in, I'm into that sort of a thing. Yeah, um, that yeah. helps. That helps. A it little does bit. help. But yeah, it will, again, that that too competitive aspect. Bob is, and Ethel. Bob's a little competitive. Yeah, like I don't know if if he Jake let Bob win some of those games because like that was kind of Jake was already being manipulative. Why did, to, why did Finn have to carry Jake in that one game that they were doing? He can kind of stretch and seems like he can maneuver the, the weight of his body to be in his feet or whatever. And yeah. Stretches. Maybe know, another Jake weird. mistake. He could put down like 10 legs that were so thin that they were almost invisible. And he could have pretended like it had those legs running to look like he was little, flying. A little centipede action yeah. happening. Gross. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, a little Jake gross. centipede action. Oh, man. that's I don't want to think about that, to be yeah. entirely honest with you. <laughs> I don't want to think about <laughs> the... We, we love Jake's powers, but you forget like some of them could probably be like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, the last hit home and, you know, I got a, I got a couple of lessons from this episode. Cool. One was humans taste delicious. Or soy people. We don't really know. That's that's your lesson? That was one of them. Wow. I kind of have the opposite of that. Stay away from soy. Stay away from I'm, soy. I'm going to forever think of it as a human substitute. Whenever I see, like whenever I'm eating some miso soup or drinking miso soup, whatever you do, the soup. Yeah. And you need a little soy, soy cubes in them. I'm going to be like, it's human. It's human soy. I can't do it. I can't do it. Take it soy, away. It's soy people in my bowl of miso. Uh, second one, man, when you got to paint up, don't use ketchup, mustard, and jam. That I don't. thought that would be a given, but you have to take that out as a lesson because, like, obviously, you just wreck your apartment. I mean, if you're painting up for a football game, which is the only reason why I think I would ever be painting up. Yeah, don't use ketchup. Don't use it. It's not a good idea. Uh, man, third <laughs> lesson, this go- kind of goes back to, uh, like, a little bit with um, what we talked about in To Cut a Woman's Hair. like, don't lie your way around situations, man. It's, this is like the, se- immediately we got out of Witch's Garden. Immediately, like, we learned the lesson of being honest. And then Jake goes straight back at the beginning of this episode, says, I'm going to smooth talk them, you know? And so that's just why that's part of my lesson is like, you can't lie and smooth talk your way. It's just not going to work. You're going to get caught. It's going to be dishonest. And I, I hope there is a lot less Jake deceit and you know there is there's going to be a lot more of it man last, there's <laughs> oh, going to be yeah. there's going to be a lot more of it and last lesson dude homies help homies man homies help homies you got to you got to take that away as a lesson not to the point where you get eaten but in all other respects you got to you got to put one up for the homie would you would you help me ned i would i've bro. got an issue an issue actually on my mind yeah Allie's parents are rainicorns and they <laughs> want to eat me no, no. I so it, I mean, are you promising right now to help me? I, 
I I'm, I don't like to make promises when I don't know Come what on, I'm getting Come on, make your promise. I'm, no, Come on, you, you, you state what you need right now. Right, I'll help you fine. Me, but. We'll see how much of a homie you are. I've got a friend that's trying to, to move away, and I need <laughs> I need your help. Uh, just wanted to see if you could help me out with that. Town. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go buy a remote podcasting mic and help you out, brother. Uh, that doesn't keep him in town. <laughs> Does not keep him in town. I'm not, I'm not going to hear the end of this. All right. Nope, you're not. But there's only so many more episodes I can do it until you move. So as, as <laughs> so long as least... we're podcasting before you move, we're podcasting together, I'll do it. But once you move, probably need to drop it, right? Yeah, hopefully. Well, I don't really have much else to say about this episode, Ned. Yeah. Did you have any like overarching lessons or did, did I Dude, homies just help homies? Stay away from soy. Stay away from soy. Yeah. And obviously homies help homies. It's, yeah, yeah. it's great. It's like the best part of the episode which I probably said about three or four different things this episode, but I really do like homies help homies. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll keep that as a good, like, you know, tagline for the rest of the podcast now that we've gotten to this point, you know? Yeah. Well, do you have any beef for me this week? We haven't done beef in a minute. Yeah, I got some beef, man. I, this is, you know, tangent, you know, don't, don't skip this part of the podcast, but it's, it's freaking TikTok Pokemon card guys. Right. Okay. Because I appreciate the card pulls, and it's a fun, entertaining thing. But like, first of all, they obviously are taking away from something that kids should be enjoying. You cannot buy Pokemon cards anywhere. Second of all, there's this one guy that does this thing called like cut or open. And he literally I hate votes I know what you're talking about. to cut yeah. the pack in half and then be like, look at how many ripped Charizards I have. And so the people that are really into Pokemon, and so it's kind of like, yeah. it's like clickbait, but for TikTok, you know, just because he, he's pissing people off on purpose. It's kind of genius, disagree. but I got beef with that. And then third of all is just with the Pokemon cards in general. Like I'm an, uh, I'm an OG 99 Pokemon card collector. If I can ever find my old collection, I hope it wasn't sold in some yard sale <laughs> years ago. But just some of the cards, man, like the way that they've designed some of the newest ones, it's like Ultra GX V Max 2 Pokemon on here and it's exploding and it, the colors are spilling and it's trip. It, it, at that point to me, it just doesn't look cool anymore. It's just like how much can we aggressively throw hollow on there and yeah. two extra Pokemon. And then there's V and then there's V max. So they're, they're making it this more like what just have one type of Charizard, but make like four of them, you know? So there are, they're real. And I guess they, you know, people want Charizards, whether they're V V max, V max, GX, double rare, upside down, hollow, whatever. Yeah. XXX Charizard, you know, Charizard. Yeah. The freaking Pokemon company is getting crazy with these cards. No, yeah. I, I totally agree. I think it's, it's too much, but I've already had my rant about Pokemon cards on this podcast, actually back in the day when I couldn't find them in Walmart. Yeah. Um, but I'll beef with the Pokemon games. We've got a new one. Uh, when this episode comes out, y'all will have played Legends Arceus or Arceus. Mm -hmm. It looks great. <clears throat> it looks amazing, but we know nothing about it. I am so irritated. Give me the final evolution forms of the three starters. Let me see what Rallet looks like. Let me see what uh, Cyndaquil looks like or whatever. Like, I need to know. I, I don't know. And today we finally got a 13-minute gameplay. A walkthrough type thing. Well, it was like, this is what it actually looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a little bit of a walkthrough of like, oh, well, you have these items and you can, you can make Pokeballs with them and whatnot. And it looks fine, but I'm just, 
I just need. I want you just more. Want more. I well, want more. Now. I guess. And, but at the same time, I'm I'm mad that like it doesn't look better. Like it looks good, and I'm convinced. I'm definitely gonna buy it. But I think it could look a lot better. And I don't like, know like why. Graphics wise. And they're the biggest company in the world. They're the biggest media franchise in the world. Not company, but media franchise. There's nothing bigger than Pokemon out there. Yeah. Harry Potter, whatever, Lord of the Rings, whatever. Disney's not bigger. Marvel's mm-hmm. not bigger. Pokemon is the biggest company in the world. And they neglect half of their fan base that grows out of being 10 years old. Yeah. It's very it's, irritating. It's it's I'm sure it's irritating because I sure that I'm sure they know that a huge majority of people playing this game will be like people our age yeah well pokemon uh what is it pokemon us or whatever the us pokemon company Mm -hmm. it's just a marketing company it has nothing to do with game development or anything like that yeah and so those guys no matter how much you complain about it here in america like i don't think it's ever gonna matter i'm gonna change i agree with you though on the graphics i thought the same thing about zelda when i've seen gameplay like and and, breath of the wild yeah, but Bro, like it's it, so good. It still seems it no, I'm not I'm not hating on the game because I know it's like the best one. It's just more like the graphics. I'm like you could, it seems like this could have been smoothed out a little bit more. Mm. I don't know. And, and and I watched some of the clips for Pokemon. I'm like, yeah, this seems it looks kind of clunky. Not that not that everything has to be like IRL graphics or anything, but Yeah. I yeah, I, I got to I mean? say the the graphics on Breath of the Wild when you play it it is, it's just so consuming. It's so good. I, I really loved it. I have some problems with it. It's repetitive, the same monsters everywhere, whatever. But, but overall, one of my favorite games I think I've ever played. I know, I know. It's so good. Uh, anyways, y'all, we don't need to bore y'all with our, our video game just, talk. That was just beef. We like to beef sometimes and, and uh, throw yeah. in some good segments from not Adventure Time things that piss us off. Yeah. Well, so, thank hit, you. Hit us up. Yeah. Where, where, yeah. Can we, where can they follow us? Thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast, email at NEA.travelerslog at gmail.com. And Ned, man, I think I've got like a single one last thing I need to say to you and to all, all, all our listeners. Tell me. Party forever. Party forever. Love you guys. 